It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. I find myself, listen, both these teams are interesting, obviously, since he has saved their season. Burrow has bounced back from the injury. All four AFC North teams would make the playoffs if the season ended today. Um, but Buffalo... They have not figured out anything outside of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. 38 pass attempts for Allen, 8 rushing attempts. That's 46 plays. Murray had 2 handoffs. Cook had 6. So that means 8 of their, what, 54 plays were non-Josh Allen plays? That's insane. They have no they have they have no counter to Josh Allen. They've got to figure something else out or they're going to miss the playoffs. Well, that's where I was at the beginning of the year and you ripped me for it. I thought Buffalo was a fraudulent team and I had to eat a little bit of crow when they went out and and shellacked bad teams and I kind of thought they were going to be uh, a winner tonight because I prefer them in situations where they're an underdog and they don't have a lot of pressure on them to win. And I thought that's plus the Hamlin emotional thing, even though he didn't play tonight, I thought would boost their morale as well. And uh, they got a lot wrong with them. Um, I think I would start with the offensive coordinator. I think they've lost a lot from Dable to Dorsey in the last two years. It seems like every play is drawn up in the dirt with Josh Allen and pray that he does something. That that's their that's their offense. Outside of what they scripted for the opening drive, nothing else seemed easy in this game. Uh, their offensive line, which I thought had stabilized in the in September and October, is back to what I thought it would be before the season. It's not good. It got pushed around in this game. Allen was running for his life. No holes in the run game. And after Diggs, they have just not surrounded Allen with with good enough players, not enough playmakers whatsoever. They should have gone after DeAndre Hopkins or Adam Thielen or any of those guys or made a trade 
at the deadline to upgrade their wide receiver core because Davis did nothing. Kincaid fumbled. Cook, like you said, didn't even get to 25 yards rushing in this game. Yeah, uh, Buffalo's very lucky that everyone else in the division lost today because uh, in their road games this year, they have one win in 11 turnovers. That's the Bills. I mean, yeah, if Buffalo wins the game, they're in first place in the AFC East after Miami's loss and given that they beat them head-to-head. So a massive missed opportunity. You say trade for another wide receiver. And listen, I'm a pass-first, pass-second, pass-third guy. But this is extreme even for me. Like, I, I'm not a defensive coordinator, but I imagine they have to be a fairly easy team to, def- to defend and game plan against when you literally do not have to worry about called running plays. Well, you they heard have- what Collinsworth said during the game, that the offensive line said, we don't call them RPOs, we call them PROs, because all Allen does in those situations is want to throw the ball. So that actually falls back on him. Yeah, where in all these situations where he has options, he elects to throw the ball. So, yeah, I, I think that they're in trouble. Um, I think that they're a bubble playoff team right now, depending on what happens with the Jets and Chargers tomorrow night. But uh, feels like a team that missed missed its window to win a Super Bowl, which is what I said about this team in the summer. And for the Bengals, Danny uh, Burrow is back. The calf thing is behind him. He's running around making plays. Uh, Their defense shows up in big games with their defensive coordinator, who is very, very good. And so right now, uh, if I'm Kansas City, and we'll get to them in a second, I'm thinking there's a pretty good chance that I see the Bengals again in the AFC Championship game, back-to-back-to-back years. Yeah, I was thinking about, like, could... Are the Bengals the second most complete team in the AFC? Them in Baltimore, right? Well, you got Jacksonville in there now, too. But who and I know Miami with? likes to consider themselves oh, there. Too bad. We'll get to them. But yeah. I, yeah, Cincinnati, to me, you just give them the benefit of the doubt. Yep. And I had a hard time doing that early in the season when I saw Burrow limping around. I didn't think his cap was going to get healthy this season. But it has, and now that he's back to being Joey Burrow, uh, they're as dangerous as any team in football. All right, let's get to the games. It was a crazy day with seriously marquee matchups in every window starting at 9.30 Eastern with Chiefs and Dolphins. But then it also featured Josh Dobbs, Jaron Hall, Taylor Heineke, Clayton Toon, Brett Rippon, Aiden O'Connell, Tommy DeVito, and Tyson Bajant. Like it, this was a this was a wild like wide ranging yeah. NFL day. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But Chiefs and Dolphins, marquee game of the day, best international game ever. Do you think the reaction to this game will finally be, this is the week where the Chiefs defense gets the love it deserves? No, I don't think it'll be. I think it'll be what's up with with what's up with their offense. And Still. Yes, 
Absolutely. I mean, they held two at under 200 yards. You you don't think you don't think the question is going to be what's up with Mahomes and why can't this team look like the juggernaut offensively that they that they have been for the last half decade? I think we've been asking that question for the majority of the season, and it is still a valid question. I'm yeah. not saying that it isn't, but doing what they did to his worst game of the year. Tyreek Hill's second worst game of the season, a defensive touchdown with the highlight of the day with Cook high-stepping Deion Sanders 75 yards down the right sideline, holding a team that scored 70 in a game this year to 14. I feel like, I mean, everybody's flawed. This should be the day where the defense gets some love and some praise. That's an well, I think it might, but I don't think I think it's going to come sec- I think it's going to come secondary to questions about their offense. They got shut out in the second half and they couldn't get third and one with the game on the line. Um the, the, the bottom line take for me about this game is that it did not even come close to living up to expectations. The Chiefs won and they won ugly and they'll say that that's a good thing because eventually the, their offense will come will catch up to their defense and probably even pass it at some point this year. But a lot of people got up out of bed early this morning to watch this game, and it really didn't deliver whatsoever. I mean, the Dolphins made a game of it in the second half, but it was 21 to nothing. The total in the game was 60. I wanted a game that looked like the Rams and Chiefs game on Monday Night Football a number of years ago. I mean, that's what everybody was hoping for. And the Dolphins are frauds who don't play well against good teams. And the Chiefs' offense looks broken right now. Kelsey needs to get Taylor Swift back at these games, apparently, because he does shit in the games where she's not there. It's very weird. Yeah, can't cancel the international tour that will make her millions of dollars uh, personally every single night in order to but hit Mahomes these But Mahomes wasn't rocks. even looking to him. It was so strange. It was really weird, man. He vowed after the game that they're going to figure it out offensively. They obviously deserve the benefit of the doubt. And here's the thing, man. Even what would you say they are right now? A league average offense, slightly above average? I say slightly above average. And what would you say their defense is? Top three. And their coach? The best in, in, in football. So if we didn't know about what their offensive standards were for the last half decade, and you said top three defense, top call it 12 offense, and the best coach and a quarterback you trust in big games, you'd be like, oh, okay, that team can win the Super Bowl. So it's different. It's a, it's a different formula for them. Well, they won't, if, if this is who they are in January, they won't win the Super Bowl. Because they won't win three games with this offense, they they just won't. Somebody will, someone, someone like they did to the Eagles' defense last year. Someone will hang a big number on them, and they'll need to score more than twenty-eight points to get by them. I, I assume their offense will improve between now and then. But man, fourteen points for Miami and holding them to three of twelve on third down—that's a statement performance. Cowboys-Eagles is next. What is Dallas missing that prevents them from breaking through? Is this a macro thing about every year since 1996, or is this specific to today and this season? I mean, I was thinking more specifically for this team this year. Uh, 
because obviously they they could have won the game, right? Like D- Dak, if he doesn't step out of bounds, get on the two point conversion, then they're down three. Then the drive at the end is good enough to kick, kick a game tying field goal. Uh, the tight end getting tackled uh, just short of the goal line. Like D- Dallas obviously could have won uh, this game, but I was thinking about it like. Their defense is good enough to be second best in the NFC in terms of points allowed. They've got a quarterback who's good enough to throw for nearly 400 yards in this game, even though we've been talking about Philly's pass defense being really suspect this year in the secondary. I think CeeDee Lamb's the eighth best receiver in football. He's certainly top 10. Like They've got a coach who I hate, but he actually is calling a pretty aggressive game overall this year. I just, I don't really get what this team is lacking, but they're clearly lacking something. What is it? Well, the quarterback is not, you know, he's not top five or top eight. So in matchups against team where the other guy's better, like today, Hertz is going to make maybe three or four more plays like the play where Dak stepped out of bounds or even the fourth down play where he's throwing to Tolbert with the game on the line instead of C.D. Lamb. I mean, that's just a huge mistake in that situation. If the guy's wide open and he's your fourth receiver, I get it, but he wasn't. It was a contested play. That was just a bad decision by Dak there. I think their offensive 374 line, yards and three yeah, touchdowns. Their offensive line, I think, is overrated. I think they got pushed around today in big moments. They can't run the ball. They're down near the goal line. They're getting stopped on that play where the tight end, the rookie from Michigan, has his knee down. You know, I think in a way they miss Zeke. I never thought I'd say that. But if Pollard was the number one guy and, and Zeke was there as the hammer in situations like that, they used the running backs correctly. I think that would have helped them in this game today. Uh, the stats have been great for them for now two and a half years, where they're like top five in offense and top five in defense but they always find a way to lose games like this, man. It, and I I, I got I got snookered in. I thought that they were going to show up here. And they did show up, but they didn't, again, make the plays that mattered in the critical moments of the game, which has been the story of the Cowboys for decades now. Jalen Hurts is so impressive. And he's not 100% either. And that makes it even, even bigger that he's got that knee problem. And he's still out there and he's doing it with his arm and not his anyway had a rushing touchdown, but he's doing it with his arm this year, Danny. He's taking that next step as a, as a, as a complete quarterback. But I mean, he, he built on it. I mean, he was hung 35 and a loss in the Super Bowl. Like he, he, he was yeah, exactly. dropping, he, he was dropping dimes throughout the playoffs last year. So it's not even like a new thing for this year, but it's just a continuation. Like he, I, I'd still give it to Burrow, but he's got a real argument to be the second to be considered the second best quarterback in the world right now. Like I wouldn't give it to him, but he definitely if we were if we were doing that show, he would deserve consideration. 